every snap is an interview. After the snap. What a snap. And keep your mouth shut, 50! I lead by example. With Blake and Reed Ferguson discussing life in, out, and after football. To be able to leave walking away with a degree and a championship, uh, it couldn't be any better. Yeah! Well, you can take this boy out the real south on a bunch. Can't take the real south out of my voice. And now here we go again. Twist a little bit of teeth because you got thick skin. Reed. It is good to be back. Welcome back. Uh, Thank you. I have never been more glad to see your beautiful bald head. Um, I appreciate that. And we are sort of on the back end of what was an interesting week for um, for the Buffalo Bills team, as well as pretty much the entire football world. Um, obviously, Demar Hamlin uh, goes down in y'all's game in Cincinnati a little over a week ago. And the entire football world kind of went into this state of shock. Uh, I don't have to tell you that. Needless to say, we are glad to hear that Demar has been released from the University of Cincinnati Hospital and has returned to Buffalo. Yes, that, that means good news. Um, I believe they said that he's now at Buffalo General Hospital. Uh, yeah, I think that's what he uh, he, he posted a series of tweets um, that he was back in Buffalo, and I think he said Buffalo General, uh, which I think is downtown. So okay. he's I, back um, and doing some stuff down there. On the, on the news uh, that I was watching, they were talking about the, – the reporter was outside of Buffalo General – and was talking about how they're doing some tests, some further testing to see what might have caused this, if there's any sort of lasting effects and things like that. So, um, but glad to hear that he is doing well. Glad to hear that you all are doing well. Um, it, it was really cool to see um, when when we were done with our game on Sunday. Got in, got in after the game. We celebrated the playoff uh, berth, but. Then I was I was quickly uh, shown the kickoff return that Naheem Hines took back. Um, what was it, 106 yards? I think the first one was maybe 99 or something like okay, that. Okay, so right at the goal line. And then the second one was 101. And um, yeah, I mean we'll we'll get into that a little bit later, yeah. but um, just such yeah, a just, cool moment, man. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, yeah, glad to be back. Uh, glad to chat with you. I know there are some high tensions uh, on the podcast this week. I yes. can feel it. The yep. vibes are tense, competitive uh, right now. Competitive vibes at yes. the moment. So, um, but yeah, we uh, <clears throat> great new. You know, tough, tough, tough couple days there. Uh, wait, while well, we were kind of waiting on any news, really. Yeah. Um, after we had returned to Buffalo on uh, on Tuesday. Um, we kind of had a little bit of an update and then, uh, came back on Wednesday and, um, and got a little bit of news. So, and then it was kind of, you know, Thursday from Thursday on Thursday is when we got great news, um, that he was doing better. And, um, I think Friday we were able to, uh, I think that's when he FaceTimed into our team meeting and we were able to, to, uh, to chat with him for a few seconds, but, um, so you let know, me ask you this. Uh, so when when that kind of um, when you're waiting on updates and and 
we don't have to get too into the weeds about it. But when you're waiting on updates like that and, and uh, you know, it's the world is kind of watching this entire situation unfold. Are y'all getting updates before you're seeing these tweets go out about, hey, he's still in critical condition, but he's, it's it looks like he's starting to be able to breathe yep. on his own. Um, you know, he opened his eyes last night. What are are you guys seeing this on Twitter like the whole world is? Yeah. How does that work? Uh, for the most part, yes, but there were um, I was I was on a couple text chains uh, with guys that were in contact with either uh, Tabani, one of our trainers that was the, that that was there with with Demar. Um, Demar's dad was also in contact with a few a few guys on the team that were gotcha. that he was kind of feeding some updates. But for the most part, it was you know we would get something and maybe, I don't know, within 30 minutes or an hour, it would be put out by the bills or Got put it. out by um, a news reporter. And, okay. and and I would see it or somebody else would send it to me like, man, this is great news. Yeah. So uh, it was very, I would say it was, it was almost instant yeah. when the news was coming out. Yeah, but, I think yeah. it's, I think it's interesting sometimes because people think, Oh, you, you know, you're on the team. You, you uh, have all this access to, um, you know, the the information right at your right at your hand, right at your fingertips. But a lot of times, like you've seen guys before, guys find out that they get traded like via yep. Twitter. Like yep. there, it's not always as um, upfront as uh, yeah as as people think it is. Um, sometimes you're finding out the information just like everybody else is when Adam Schefter yep. breaks the news. So um, sure. I, I was just curious how that how that was. Um, was sort of transferred to you guys. Cause yeah. obviously that's a, a very delicate situation, which um, a lot of his medical personal information is sort of at, at uh, it, part of the conversation. So they have to definitely. be very, very strategic with how that information goes out. So definitely. Um, uh, so we're, we're, we're uh, hoping, you know, he, I know he's, he's in, in Buffalo. I'm not really sure when I know a few guys have maybe gone down there to, uh, visit him but i know i know coach um uh, i know coach got to visit him i think i saw something about that that he went down there and and saw him once he got back and he was still kind of you know still weak uh, of energy and stuff yeah. so <clears throat> as far as you know I, I i can't really speak for next steps you know we would all love to see him in the building but i'm sure we're uh, a little ways from that but um yeah it, you know it's it's a, it's a miracle. And, um, I, I was talking to a few guys this week. Um, a couple guys from Bible study, a couple guys just, uh, just on the team and the amount of love and prayer and, uh, pure witnessing that has gone on, uh, in the last eight days, I think is, um, a miracle in and of itself. Man. And I think, uh, there's going to be a lot of people that, <clears throat> that, uh, hopefully see the light of Jesus in this situation. Um, That's my, that's my true feeling, but uh, would love to get into um, Sunday's games. Uh, And first off, just want to say congratulations to, uh, to you and your team um, for clinching a playoff berth uh, for the first time in your career. That is, uh, I mean, I can think back to 2017, you know, my first year playing, and um, and when we clinched in Miami, 
thank you know uh, thanks to Andy Dalton and Tyler Boyd uh, beating the Cincinnati Bengals beating the Ravens and clinching helping us clinch a playoff spot. Um, I remember how elated we were to break that 19 year drought or whatever it was. Yeah. So uh, congratulations to you guys. I know that's that's uh, that's a huge deal. Yeah, and, it, um, just it go, actually being able to make the dance is is a big deal for anybody. It was actually really kind of a cool moment because I remember. I remember very vividly seeing um, the videos and getting updates from you all back in 2017 when you were in Miami and you were you had just played the you had just played the Dolphins and the uh, Cincinnati game wasn't over yet and y'all were in the locker room. Yep. Um, Kyle had his, uh, I believe it was his son in there with y'all, mm-hmm. and and there was you were he scored you were a touchdown watching, that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They lined him up at fullback, right? Yeah. Um, but so y'all were watching the game after, and um, and so we finish up our game uh, against the Jets. Um, we need you you all to uh, to beat the Patriots in order to punch our ticket to the postseason. So we are in the locker room after the game. They've got the last like um, I don't know minute and a half, two minutes on the. Uh, on the TV as we are sort of all kind of hugging, uh, you know, giving high fives and yep. stuff like that. And at that point in time, the y'all's game was over. Like y'all were already, yeah, I think um, 12 I, points. I think he threw a pick to Tremaine. I think Tremaine got a pick with like two forty left. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was something it, it like was that. And, and we were able we to kneel it out. Yep. It was under two minutes and, <clears throat> Uh, y'all have y'all already had the ball and the last kind of play or two that we saw was was Josh kneeling it out so it really like wasn't down to the wire um like what happened when when y'all were watching the Cincy game but I was very you know it, it, it reminded me of the um you know the story that you had shared of of being in the in Miami uh sort of getting ready to punch your ticket so that was really cool um and then secondly Jason Sanders, freaking, we relied on One him to remember. all day. Of course, um, we, I mean, we relied on the kicking game to score uh, nine of our eleven total points. There was a safety at the end of the game. They were kind of tossing the ball around, and it went out of the end zone. Anyway, um, big day for him. Game-winning field goal to seal the deal. And uh, lastly, thanks to you guys for for punching our punching our ticket. We needed y'all to win, so. Uh, super, super excited for this week. First playoff appearance. Who other than the Buffalo Bills would we want to be playing? I told you three weeks, was it three weeks ago? Almost four weeks ago now? Yep. When we played y'all last time, that that wasn't going to be the last time we we saw you guys this season. And Absolutely. I'm, I'm really glad that it wasn't. So yep. pumped, pumped to be uh, coming up there. But first... Uh, give us a little, give us a little, uh, a little update from Orchard Park. Yeah, so uh, some would say we also relied on the kicking game um, to help us get the dub this week. Holy uh, smokes, man! Two kickoff returns for uh, touchdowns by our guy Twenty Naeem Hines. Do we know um, when the last time that happened? Two touch, two kickoff return touchdowns in a game was like. Do you did they say anything about that? Like, it it was. Um, I want to say it was maybe early 2000s. 
I know I know they came out and said it. I think it was yeah. um I don't know why I want to say it was somebody that played for like the Seahawks or something. <clears throat> Leon Wash- Leon Washington, Seattle versus yeah. San Diego Chargers, uh September 26, 2010. There you go. He so took, 12 years ago. He took two to the crib. And then before that, it was Josh Cribbs the year before took oh, wow. uh, took two against KC. Interesting. And Ted Ginn that same year. So two, it happened twice in 2009. Oh, wow. Yeah. Three times in two years. Yeah, but hasn't happened since 2010. Big yeah. Deal. Um, so, the I mean, the first one is, I mean, pure storybook. Just you absolutely cannot write that any better. I mean, it's just yeah. like I – um. I think Josh in his in his post game presser put it really well. It was it was um it was a spiritual moment. That's cool. Like I couldn't it was the it, he he I think the words he said he said was like he's never been he's never felt that kind of emotion like take him over in a moment like that. And I, I think he's speaking for a lot of us that were out there, especially us on the sidelines. I mean, it's like when he caught it and if you watch the film, like new England closes it, like they close, they close in and you look, you can freeze frame it and you're like, there's nowhere to go. And then all of a sudden he bounces it outside on like, I don't even know, 20 yard line, maybe and he's gone. And, um, it's just like the whole time we saw him running, I was like, this is not happening. Like I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, and they're like one, one, one field goal, you know, PAT. And I'm like, you're like, Holy crap. Where's how the heck? (laughs) Well, I was like, I, I, I still, uh, had my helmet on from like warmups and stuff. Pre-game snaps. And I just, I, I, I couldn't believe it. That's awesome. And, um, went out there and drilled Sam in the face with my field goal snap. So uh, he was like, I knew that was coming. So I was like, <laughs> dude, I was, uh, we were obviously on cloud nine, yeah. but um, good op. We got, we got, we punched Love the ball that. in, Love punched that. the ball in. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and then the second one, I mean, he just runs through, runs through a guy, I think um, number 27, I think uh, tried to like arm tackle him. And he was like, nah, I ain't having none of that. So uh, and then took it to the and we just it was, I just couldn't believe it. Am I am I correct? Uh, I believe I saw a video of Josh saying that it was like three years and three days or something since the last time that uh, three years and three months. I three think is is it was like October of 2019 was the last kickoff return um, for a touchdown in. Which which is weird because um, I don't even remember that. Like I don't, I'm 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 have to go look it up right now. I don't even remember because I was telling people on the sideline that that was the first time that it had happened since it, I had been in Buffalo. Was it Micah Hyde on the no? Was Micah Hyde on the onside kick return for a touchdown? Oh, yes. The Dolphins in Wait, 20, 2019. I think it was. That was three years ago. That was that was it. Yep. No wonder. Yeah. 
That wasn't a kickoff. It wasn't like a true kickoff return. It was an onside kick. But oh, well, that's still, why I don't remember. Okay. Return. Okay. Okay. So I feel a little bit vindicated. A little bit vindicated to where I was like, oh, that's not, it's real. It okay. Happened. It's real. I'll give Micah all the credit. Yeah. Okay. Props to you for hey, remembering that. Well, it popped up. I was actually scrolling through the after the snap uh, Twitter feed today, which I don't normally do, but there are some interesting football accounts that pop up on there from time to time. And one of them was, I believe, I, I think it was actually Jay Spence. Jay Spence um, from Buffalo Rumblings had tweeted out the video of Micah taking that taking that kick back. Oh, well, um, that, that that was it because because uh, we've never had a full normal kickoff return for a touchdown since I've been in your here. whole career. No. Wow. Tells you how was, rare they are. A rare, I mean, yeah. Isaiah McKenzie had a punt return in twenty twenty. Uh, last yeah, game of the season against you guys. Sorry, he, he um, like sliced and diced me. In and the then I think, but I think that was the only punt return for a touchdown that I, we've had two in the preseason um, over the past couple of years, but none in the regular season except yeah. for Isaiah McKenzie. So uh, anyway, enough about uh, the kickoff returns, I guess. But um, or I guess I say not enough about them because I have one more thing. Those two kickoff returns, um, and this is a this is credit to this is I'm not crediting myself. I'm crediting every other member of the special teams unit in the B- B- Buffalo Bills special teams room. Um, those two kickoff returns put us at number one on special teams chart for uh, the NFL this season, based on DVOA. Uh, I will link a explanation to what that is, uh, but it is a it is widely accepted as one of the best analytical data points. Sounding too smart for myself. Yeah, um, sound like you sound like you're doing. Uh, your it's in- the it's the it's one of the best analytical. You're turning the NFL. Data- Data graphs the into the MLB and yeah. war data. War data. Um, um, yeah. So anyway, Buffalo Bills were number Amazing. one on special teams DVOA. So, uh, yes, pat on your own back. Pat on, pat on the back for everybody in our room. Sounds like um, we got our we got our work cut out for us. This yeah, week. we do too. So uh, anyway, we'll get to that in a few minutes. One thing um, that one thing that I wanted to also mentioned from this past weekend was uh, actually um, my most most liked tweet I've ever had. Ever? Ever. No kidding. Currently, it has close to 18,000 likes. No way. Um, and that's a lot. That's a lot. I've never had anything over like 10K where it like puts a K after your likes. Never had one of those before, um, but I'm still getting I'm still getting like responses. Oh, we're at 18k now. Anyway, two million um, views. It was That's impressive. It was a tweet. I was I was sharing the video of Quay Walker and I believe is it Devonte Wyatt. I'm not um, sure. Yeah, it's Devonte Wyatt. 
uh, two players for the Green Bay Packers who shoved uh, Quay Walker shoves the Detroit Lions trainer um, when uh, when the Detroit uh, it was the running back from uh, Georgia. What's his name? Swift. Yes, DeAndre Swift goes down. Uh, Lions trainer is coming out onto the field. Quay Walker uh, shoves the trainer after uh, the trainer's like trying to get to DeAndre Swift. And then after he shoves the trainer, 95 Devontae Wyatt comes up and like chest bumps him, like walks up on him. And I'm like, what are we doing? What are we doing? I don't know, dude. And so I I wanted to bring that to the attention of uh, our listeners and our viewers because I don't feel like that. Um, I don't feel like that that was talked about enough. I don't feel like that there was enough. Um, uh, I don't, and I don't know what their, I don't know what their fine will be if, if Devonte Wyatt will even get fined. I'm, I'm sure he will. Quay Walker got ejected from the game. Um, Definitely but this, this is the fine. second. This is the second time that he's been ejected from a game this season. The first time was against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, was he ejected that game? I'm not, I'm actually not sure because I'm actually I'm really not sure. I can't remember. Okay. Regardless. Yes. It, was he, it a he, was it a practice squad player? It was. A, it was. Yes. It was my guy Zach Davidson, um, P squad tight end. Great dude, minding his yeah. own business. Ejected from the game versus the Buffalo Bills. Ejected. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. So twice. Uh, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. He he. It was like a tackle on the sideline, and he got up and shoved Zach. And I was I was on the other end of the field, but I was like, what? I don't, there's like knowing Zach. There's he would have said he wouldn't have said anything to. It looked like, and I don't know Zach. It looked like Zach was just trying to help him up. Or help, help yes. your or or help your own teammate up. Right. Yeah. Like I don't, he he wasn't like trying to initiate anything. anything. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's um yeah, it was it's a little yeah, it was a little odd. If you're the if you're the commissioner and you see this come across your desk, what are you doing? I mean you personal foul ejected from the game. I think you get fined for that. So you would have gotten fined already. Yeah. And second the second time around is always worse than the first time. So I'm sure he's losing a, a, a hefty chunk of change this 40, time around. Is that as 40 well. grand? Maybe, maybe. I don't really know. I think pers- I want to say personal fouls are 15, but there, there's a long, there's a long list of, of fines that I really don't care to memorize at the moment. Um, so, We'll go, we'll go, uh, we'll go fighting. Fight. There's a there's a fine for fighting. That fine on the first offense is thirty seven thousand dollars. Unsport general unsportsmanlike conduct is thirteen grand. That's what he got uh, called first, for, I believe. On the first offense, um, <clears throat> second offense for unsportsmanlike conduct is is nineteen almost nineteen grand. So that's on top yeah. of the earlier thirteen grand. 
Yeah. Um, so you lost 30 grand because you wanted to shove a couple guys. Congratulations. Physical. And I know this isn't, it wasn't with an official, but this could be, they could bring this into the consideration when they, when they do this physical contact with an official $37,000 on your first offense. Second offense, $75,000. They don't mess around. They do not mess around with they that. They do not mess around. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what what happens there if he has any kind of uh, suspension going into the next uh, season for the f- first game or or what what happens there. But absolutely unacceptable behavior, uh, especially a second time around. You've already been ejected once, and then to throw a fit going up the tunnel like. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he was Come upset on, with himself, man. but yeah, somebody somebody said somebody came to his defense on Twitter. There were like a thousand replies to that tweet, um, and like two of them were under in, yours. Yeah, two of them were like in defense of Quay Walker and uh, Devontae I'm go, Wyatt. I'm gonna have to go find that after we and, get done. Um, both of them were talking about how they were Georgia teammates with DeAndre Swift. And how that's not, I'm sorry, were, that's not a how they were merely checking on their teammate. But to me, the the trainer the trainer barely even like touches Quay Walker on the chest. The trainer like, is gonna do more to check on your buddy than you are. Right. But like I No, I know, but he he was just uh, yeah, he's like he like touches his shoulder. Yeah, he's like he's like, hey, let me get yeah, you know, let me get in there and <clears throat> like I get it. That's your that's your buddy. You're checking on him, but shoving a trainer is not going to get him help any faster if right. he actually is injured in a bad way. Actually going the wrong way. Yes, that's hurting the case. And somebody was like, somebody was like, what if? Uh, and obviously, bad timing with Demar having gone down less than a week prior. Somebody was like, what if somebody shoved the trainer when Demar Hamlin was, you know, needing help as fast as possible what like what are the consequences there you know like unacceptable behavior so Mm. we will move on from there we are in to playoff season yes we are super mega wild card weekend ultra super duper ultra phenomenal wild card weekend (laughs) i'm pumped they cracked me up with that i am pumped oh i was already seeing ads on the tv oh i know earlier i know cannot wait uh, let's get into a little bit of a playoff preview. We will go through each matchup, just a, just a blurb, a little uh, hot topic, things to think about as we move into this weekend. Uh, I believe, is it two games? Two uh, Saturday, three Sunday, one Monday. Okay, got it. Yep. All right. Up first, let's go. Up first, uh, Seattle at San Francisco. Battle mm. of uh, division mm. rivals, um, who had a, a, they 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 had some good games this year. Um, the thing I think is most intriguing about this matchup is uh, the at quarterback for San Francisco. They so they uh, I don't know if you know and I, well you may know because you played them during this time, um, but they started out three and four, yep, and then proceeded to win ten games in a row. Most of those with a backup quarterback or, or third string quarterback. 
um, yep. Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. Um, and I saw something earlier that the games that he's played in, which is probably seven or eight at this point, they're averaging about 30 points, 30 plus points. And uh, mix that with uh, arguably one of the best defenses in the league. That is, um, I mean, that's that's a recipe for success. And it clearly was as they won 10 games to finish the season. But um, I, the, the, the San Francisco quarterback situation is what I'll be watching out for during that game. Do you have anything? Yeah, I think I think to me it's going to be about San Francisco's defense. They have been stout all year. They're the number one defense, number one ranked defense in the entire league. They're allowing sixteen point three points a game. Can Geno Smith go to San Francisco and put up points against the defense? Brock Purdy is is going to be what he is, um, but it is it's a matter of can Geno Smith go in there into a hostile environment? against a tough defense and play well. Um, you have now played in that stadium twice. I have uh, yet to play there. Give me a little bit of background on the um, atmosphere in there. Yeah, that's actually one of my favorite stadiums that I've played in. Uh, definitely better the second time around with fans. Raucous environment. Uh, really big sidelines. Mm. Very nice for specialists. Very cool. Um but yeah, there yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's a cool place to play. Uh, definitely gets loud when when the 49ers are are rocking and rolling. They're big on um, like their team is big on like energy and and jumping around and celebrating when big plays happen. So that place gets jumping with them, and uh, it, it's hard to play there. Um, next up, uh, the night game on Saturday. The Chargers, uh, Los Angeles Chargers, are playing in Jacksonville against the Jaguars, the fighting Heath Farwells. Uh, for those um, that have been listening to the show for a while, he was a special teams coordinator here, uh, one of my favorite coaches I've had. So uh, he is now the coordinator in Jacksonville. So I will be cheering for, uh, for I believe I'll be cheering for Jacksonville. I think you'll probably cheer for Chargers because of your buddy um, Justin. I would say um, it's the battle of the long haired quarterbacks, boy. Battle of the long haired quarterbacks. Um, Come on. I mean, the <laughs> Jacksonville almost was, was so you guys were in the hunt going yep. into Sunday. Were you familiar with Jacksonville's like playoff scenarios? Like, if they had lost to Tennessee, which they almost did on Saturday night. Could they have still made the playoffs as a wild card team? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, because they would have been eight. They would have been eight and nine. Yeah. No, I, I think uh, they had to win to get in. Yeah, I think if 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 we had lost to the Jets and New England had lost to y'all, um, and Pittsburgh lost, and Pittsburgh New lost, was still in. New England would go. Yep. Um, if Pittsburgh had won, they would have gone had yep. both of us lost. So uh, I don't think that there was any way that Jacksonville could have made the playoffs. I th I think that's the case. Okay. Uh, but I, I so they were be, so I both teams were basically that. playing to continue their season. Yeah. yeah. Um, which it, which is super interesting. The uh, but that game was that game was uh, awesome ending to that game with the uh, the the fumble fumble six yeah. fumble Ruski six. Uh, to, to win that game late in the fourth quarter. 
Um, Jacksonville wins their division for what I believe is the first time since uh, we played them in the playoffs in after the seven, 2017 season when they had uh, Blake Bortles. But um, <clears throat> the only thing I had for the Chargers, uh, and you can kind of speak to this uh, as well, uh, playing a cross-country game, you guys did that back-to-back this year. Um, it's got to be tough going west to east um, <clears throat> because you that 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 body clock is you're probably feeling like you're playing a game at 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 you know a couple hours early 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. whatever it is yeah uh, when luckily, it's one o'clock out here luckily for luckily for them it's it's a it's a night game um, yep. that's that's Saturday night so it's it's 5:15 uh, L.A. time and I think. Of all of the matchups um, for this uh, postseason uh, wild super mega wild card weekend, this to me is the one that's the biggest toss up. It's a one and a half point uh, betting spread, and you know both quarterbacks are are um, capable, have weapons. Uh, neither team is running the ball super super well, uh, so I think it'll be fun to watch. I I don't know what to I don't I don't know who to, to pick in this game, uh, but it'll certainly be fun. Um, I'm definitely pulling for my buddy Justin um, just because uh, he's a he's a friend and sure and uh, I'm excited to watch that one for sure. Um, next up Sunday at one o'clock is our game uh, Ferguson Bowl number seven. Let's go Ferguson Bowl number three uh, for this year. Um, I'm, we I, I free, didn't, we got free Ferguson bowls, free Ferguson year, bowls. Come on. Um, I didn't really write much, um, more than obviously it's your first playoff appearance. Yeah. Um, once again, congratulations to you and your team, uh, everybody who's making their first playoff appearance. Um, I'm sure you have a, a handful of guys that have been there prior to, right? Yeah. And, and we, we we definitely have more this year than we've had, than we've had my entire career. This is uh, the most experienced team. We've got a bunch of guys that were in San Francisco before. We've got Tyreek. We've got Teron Armstead, who was in uh, New Orleans for ten years. Yep. Thomas Morstead, who won a Super Bowl yep. in Hard Rock Stadium his rookie year. Uh, so a lot of a lot of playoff experience, and um, you know I think that uh, down the stretch uh, helped keep us focused even in the midst of a pretty rough losing streak. Um, you know, cause the, the, the saying goes that once you're in the playoffs, it's, you know, anything can happen. Glove gloves are off. Yep. Regular season record doesn't, doesn't matter. And, and, and we're rocking and rolling. So I think that just getting, getting to the finish line and, and finishing, uh, getting in the dance was, was definitely a big goal. Uh, as we started to struggle towards the end of the season, uh, and the the um, the veterans who had been there before certainly helped with that. No doubt. And uh, I, I, the only thing I had in mind was um, for I guess for the Buffalo side is it's going to be. Uh, it looks like it's going to be pretty nice outside. It's going to be like low thirties, yeah. um, pretty low wind, and uh, hopefully some sun. Uh, we have not seen the sun in going on thirteen days up here, so. Um, do you count be, that, or is that uh, i actually that, like, saw no i don't count it because i just enjoy it when it comes i feel like that's a twitter i feel like there's like a twitter account for that i, I like, saw it the pat pat hammer tweeted it out uh earlier today that today was it. um 
I guess going into today, we had been 12 days without, without sun. So Got it. yeah, looking forward to um, a couple rays of, of, of sunshine here <clears throat> soon. Um, the afternoon game on Sunday, the giants at the Vikings, uh, which I think will be one uh, low key, one of the best games of the weekend because no question. Um, the giants, obviously Brian Dable, first time head coach, uh, former bills, offensive coordinator, the way he handles his business, those guys are going to be ready to play. They're going to come there. I mean, they're going to come kind of like the giants, uh, did when they won the Super Bowl, they were they they won both as a wild card team. Um, so I think they're going to use that as as uh, encouragement because uh, you know so as something to feed off of. Um, also with sorry, I lost my train of thought. Also with Minnesota uh, being, I believe, eleven and zero in one score games this year. Uh, that 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 is. You know, I've got some buddies that play over there. I can still admit that being 11 and 0 in one score games in an NFL season is uh, quite lucky. That is um, that is incredible, and they've had a bunch of game winning field goals. Right, right, and the and and the last time that they played uh, the Giants, they won on a 61 yard game winning field goal uh, in Minnesota. So uh, the Giants want to prove they belong. Um, you know, that's. I, I think that will low key be one of the best games of this this super duper wild card weekend. Yeah, something that that we've watched all season long is um, is Justin Jefferson just running wild on defenses, and I, I think if they can if they can um, sorry if the Giants can slow him down and frustrate him early, he's gonna have a he's gonna have a rough day, and they will have a shot. Yeah, um, I, I can't remember who it was. Uh, maybe a week or two ago had him like like pissed off on the sideline uh it maybe was, it was uh, green bay was it green it bay it was green bay it was, it was jair, jair alexander yep jair they, they alexander. were they were basically bracketing him that whole yes. game and yes. he just i think he had one catch for like 8 yards or something it was yeah. it was it was um, a long day and he didn't even do much this week although they got up big on on chicago and kind of rested a bunch of their guys but he had like three catches this week for 40 yards or something. So it's a couple weeks in a row where, um, and I'm, and I'm only saying that cause, uh, the, the, I was playing against somebody in, uh, the fantasy football championship, um, mm. who had Justin Jefferson. So, Got it. um, he was that not was... coming up clutch for his, uh, his fantasy owners during the playoffs, but it's tough. tough. That is tough. But yeah, that'll be, that'll be the matchup to watch. Um, can they, basically piss him off enough to the to the point where he right. gets so frustrated that he he can't um you know get open and and be the playmaker dynamic playmaker that he is um that's that's the one to watch yep um the the sunday night game which i also think is going to be a great game uh if lamar plays is baltimore at cincinnati um they just played uh i i believe they it was it in cincinnati I think they played in Cincinnati because yeah, it was in Cincinnati because they lost earlier in the season in Baltimore on a game-winning field goal. Um, so they they literally just played this game to end the season. Cincinnati won by I think a couple touchdowns, 11, 11 points. Yep, eleven points. Um, 
I think that this crazy the spread on that was 11 and a half. That is a bad beat. They know. They know. Um, Holy smokes. Yeah, Baltimore at Cincinnati Sunday night. Uh, I think the big, yeah, the, like I said, the biggest question is if Lamar comes back. And I, I'm not, I'm really not sure about that. I know he hasn't, I saw something on TV the other day that said he hadn't practiced and obviously hasn't played in over a month. So um, he, in the playoff, when the playoffs come around, I know they ha- they don't really have they haven't had a ton of success in the playoffs the past couple of years when they've made it with with Lamar. But I think their best shot at beating a division opponent in the first round, especially playing away, um, is is going to be having their former MVP quarterback uh, behind center. So, um, yeah, looking looking forward to watching that one as well. You got anything? No, I think if I think if Lamar's out, they're they're gonna really have a tough tough day in an away environment. Uh, they just did it. Um, if if Lamar plays, I'm I'm expecting special teams to come up big. Definitely. That will play a factor late in the game. Uh, it's a seven point spread for the Bengals, uh, but I think if Lamar does play, it'll be closer than that. For sure, and I think um, one thing I want to be cognizant of, like talking about this the right way. Because of the cancellation um, of mm. our game against Cincinnati, uh, nobody was dealt a loss or a win. Um, it was just can't you know it was just a canceled game, and um, that really, uh, for lack of better words, Baltimore got screwed. And because if it, you know, depending on the outcome of that game, if we had beaten Cincinnati, uh, Baltimore would have had a shot in week 18 um, just a few days ago to uh, to take that division title from Cincinnati and host the game this weekend. And um, unfortunately they just did, they didn't get a chance to do that. So, um, you know, it, it, you know, I, part of me says they'll be looking to avenge themselves. Go ahead. So with it being a, so with it being a no, what do they call it? A no contest or whatever. Yeah. With that game just being canceled, did the the Bengals just that they won the division because of that? Correct. And so going into going into week eighteen, because I saw I saw all the shirts and stuff that they were wearing after their game. Yep. On, on they, uh, Sunday, and I'm I'm assuming they they didn't want to give out the shirts after the Bills game. Like right. That I totally yep. get that. I didn't go okay. beat the Ravens and you get the shirt, the hat and t-shirts. I, that can... is what I would assume. Okay. Yep. For sure. Got it. Um, and then obviously to finish up on Monday night, super duper phenomenal, mm. amazing, fantastico wild card weekend slash weekday. Is this also the first matchup of the season on preseason? Wasn't, wasn't it Dallas, Tampa Bay? It was Dallas, um, Dallas and somebody. Dallas Tampa Bay played the first game last year after Tampa Bay uh, won the Super Bowl. Uh okay. and and I think it, that was a that was an incredible game. Um that's, that's I, what I I'm don't thinking. think they played this year. That's what I'm thinking. Um No, Dallas, it, was, it was their first it was their first game. Uh it was Dallas Tampa Bay uh Dallas lost 19 to 3 to Tampa. Oh, so, oh uh Dak was not playing. Yes, correct. It was Cooper Rush. I no, think that's, that's what. That's not correct. Dak, Dak, Dak played was, and got hurt. Dak was 14 of 29, 
threw a pick and had 134 yards passing. Okay. I think I want to say he got hurt that game because I was because the Cowboys played Cincy in week two and beat them with Cooper um, Rush. Yeah, so that maybe was, it was the that was the first Sunday night football of the season this year. Yeah. In in Dallas. Okay. I knew I wasn't crazy. I knew it was the first week. It was like that was like one of the prime matchups. But I knew that y'all were the first game being on that gotcha. Thursday night against the Rams. Gotcha. But I, I couldn't remember. So That's I assumed it was the preseason game yeah good memory i remember um, ran, random things like that that's that's useless information sure uh really the only thing I, I i i saw about this matchup was that uh the 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 brady has never lost to the cowboys i think he's like seven or eight and oh against the cowboys uh really? which is pretty fascinating yeah they've I had some they've had are... some pretty good teams over the years that's pretty cool. So um, I think, uh, you know, they're hosting a home playoff game in Tampa Bay. And uh, you, you, I mean, as much as I hate to say it, you can't underestimate hey, um, what, if, he, what he can do on a football field. If Dallas plays the way that they did against the, against the commanders in week 18, yeah, Tampa Bay will, Big yikes. will do just fine. Uh, and there were, there were a couple of games um, like – like that uh for dallas this year i guess being the being those two games um the other games that they lost were were all uh i I can't say that actually philly philly beat them by nine earlier in the season but the rest Mm -hmm. were one score games so um but if they if they play the way that they did against against washington and dak um continues to struggle with with interceptions Tampa Bay will Tampa Bay will walk in there and uh, or they will walk into their home stadium, I guess, and and, and play really really well and and um, even despite are they do they have a losing record? Eight and nine. Eight and nine. The NFC yeah. just just that's a tough division. Sending, that was a tough division this just year. Sending people to the playoffs with and losing tough, records. Um, tough. I mean, tough to watch. Tough. Yeah, it was tough. T U F F. The last thing uh, that I, the last thing I really have is to talk about the national championship last night, um, and we're and we're done with the podcast. So that's all I got. <laughs> that's a wrap. I Snap, literally I, it's life not, upside down. It's not even worth talking about. Yikes, dude! Like what? I don't know what, what I, I expected. I literally I wanted to talk about the game. And I can't believe that I watched the whole thing. I cannot believe it. I watched until there was about two minutes left. And I watched the, 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 I think the best part of the game was not even the game itself. It was watching Pat McAfee's telecast of see, the game. I, n- see, and, I, I wish I had watched that oh, broadcast. Dude. Yeah. I'm oh, sure man. it was amazing. He, there were several moments throughout the game where he just like completely, remixes goes off script he missed a referee giving a penalty call at one point in the game they had no idea what happened um he like calls out this guy with a nice mustache that was AJ, awesome aj hawk asked the guy if he was a firefighter amazing absolutely brilliant it was tiptoeing the line of of edgy and a little bit yep. profane um but it, it was still very he very, toes that line very very well I felt 
comfortable watching it with mom in the living room sure. and not being like, okay, this is a little over the top. Yeah, yeah. Um, because there are, you know, there are some sports shows on YouTube uh, podcasts that are not as clean, but his is his is still fit like <clears throat> not family friendly entertainment for sure. Um, and I, I didn't feel bad like having that broadcast on with mom around, um, but hilarious absolutely brilliant um yeah i mean it's it's I th- the, the last thing i got is about the expanded playoff here in a couple years everybody's talking about oh bama this bama that you know stop it i don't whatever want to hear it. I don't hear it um you see the way lsu beat purdue give me a break right it's <clears throat> the expanded playoffs going to help with a lot of that nonsense but i feel like it's just going to be oh well no. 12 teams got in, but the 13th team beat the number eight ranked team by two touchdowns, you know, three weeks ago. Why is the number eight team in it when number 13, you know, that's, that's going to be the argument. It's just gonna be the same thing with a, with a worse team. So credit, um, credit Peter Burns for this tweet <clears throat> earlier today, the sec played the big 12 champion, the big 12 runner up, the big 10 runner up and the ACC champion, 4 and 0 outscoring them 204 to 48. He That's says incredible. when they when they go to a 12 team playoff it's just a matter of time before it's three or four SEC teams in the final four. And somebody somebody responded to the tweet and was like the NCAA or the playoff committee will still find a way to make the SEC teams play in the second round and screw over the SEC, but maybe they will, but I mean, there will be a lot of home games being played in SEC stadiums here Definitely. very, very soon in the college football playoffs. That's going to be awesome. Lit. Absolutely lit. That will be Tigers, sick. Tiger Stadium. For a playoff or game. Freaking going to, going to uh, Sanford Stadium to play Georgia Bulldogs for, a, for the n- next round of the playoffs. Dude, That's going to be sick. Come on. That's going to be sick. It's gonna be jumping, but congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, all of our all of our Georgia friend fans uh, that we grew up with that were so frustrated for so many years. It was so much fun to watch uh, growing up as Tennessee fans. It was it was really fun to watch Georgia fans just get so frustrated every year. Um, you've you've gotten your back to back championships, and now you probably won't see one for another. 40 years that's not true they'll probably win another one next year because they look be- they looked better after they <clears throat> took that yeah. bit out of the game yeah 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 <laughs> that is a wrap that is a wrap on this week's episode uh do you have anything else read i don't all right well uh thank you all as always for joining us on this week's episode of after the snap uh you can always subscribe to us at uh the finsider at buffalo rumblings uh, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Find us on YouTube at After the Snap. And uh, as always on social media at After the Snap Pod, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you want to consume After the Snap, we will be there for your enjoyment. See y'all next week. This has been After the Snap Tales from Two Brothers Who Live Life Upside Down. See ya. You can take this boy out the real south on a but you can't take the real south out of my voice. And now here we go again, twist a little bit deeper, cause you got